Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello. It's Friday. Yes, it is. I mean, I, I just feel like <laughs> I feel like we confirm this every time we call each other. I know, but I'm but, so excited. But it, we record on the same day every every day. So, yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> and usually, like, yeah, it's Friday. I'm so excited. I'm, you know, out of work. I get to start the weekend, and I, I can't help it. I'll try to change my mind next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try something new because I always say hello. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's, let's get started. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like we're picking up a little bit from last week in the sense that Carly is, I guess, taking Alexis's advice here. Again, I don't really feel that Carly or Sunny has, like, their arguments make much sense when it comes to Julian anymore. But Carly tries to, I mean, she basically rats out Alexis first chance she gets when she talks to <laughs> Lucas. And she's like, Alexis, tell me what happened. And I, I mean, one for one thing is just everybody needs to stop saying Wiley's name out loud. I just think we should oh stop Oh, my God. It makes saying, me so nervous every makes, single time I'm freaking stressed out. So nervous, so nervous. So, so Carly's getting into it with Julian, and I just feel like it's such a losing argument. Like, I mean, at first I was like trying to follow along. Like, what's this logic? Is the logic that you believe he's an incompetent criminal? I mean, isn't <laughs> has enough time passed? Like, if your husband is a crime boss, wouldn't you know who's active in crime and to know that he's just not? Like, I mean, he's currently not in the business. Well, it's like part of me wanted to blame it on pregnancy hormones. Second, I was like, she just wants to favor her criminal husband more. Like, my criminal husband is better than your criminal tactics. And she, I told, it's like, it's really we coming off before. that way. It really is. And like, it was weird seeing her in Charlie's. And Julian made a point. It's like, it's all hands on deck. Why are we wasting time going over what's already done? The whole point is, let's just put it all aside for like a minute and have a, we have a, how do you say, like a common goal. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I'm completely with Julian on this one. I, I kind of like don't really understand too much. I, like I said, the more Carly and Sonny sort of talk and express their point, it doesn't really hold up. So one thing I'm happy that Julian did is that he made a point of saying like, I worked with Sam. Like I'm, I'm kind that was of, important. I'm doing, yeah. Not only did I work with Sam, I'm kind of working on their level. Like I haven't really done anything like really extreme. I love that uh, you say that because it kind of reinforces the, um, the idea you had last week about them starting a business together, Julian and Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, that would be so freaking amazing if that were to happen. Um, okay. So they're having that whole conversation. And like you said, super weird to see Carly at Charlie's. It was just a weird trio, like her, yes. Julian and Lucas. And I just, I'm not used to that like picture and I get it. You know, she wants her brother to come to her and he hasn't come to her and they they were in the dark. And I could see that being Carly's main motivation at this point. But I also keep thinking she went on a date with Julian like ages ago. Wait, who went on a date with Julian ages ago? Carly. Oh, Oh God! When she, when she didn't know who he was, I believe. I mean, yes, I, think they I were remember using this. Each other. Yeah, there was something like that. Oh I think it was like using him, whatever. But they had a date, and and it was, I, I I had that weird thought. But like my favorite part of that whole interaction was Christina 
when she kind of like snuck up on them <laughs> kind of like you know she she at first she was all like cute you know like here's this like cocktail and a mocktail <laughs> and these are my ideas and we're seeing that she's reintegrating and she's really trying to develop herself you know like as a bartender at Charlie's and trying to contribute and then she kind of catches them off guard by going like what are you guys doing with your heads together and I just died because I think Lucas's reaction was the best like I practically like choked or spit out his drink it was just amazing <laughs> it was and there's something about and I know they do this purposefully uh with intention with her story so she's very like well put together like the way she's dressed her makeup her hair as opposed to when she was kind of frazzled disheveled going through all of her stuff with dawn of day so I think it's all very representative so she walks in there with confidence and integrates into the conversation she knows something's going down with those heads yeah together. she's not she's not stupid and I think you know like prior to her showing up there, she was at Sunny's and they're super cute. And I love him talking to her being like, and we're both good looking, like just making jokes. And, and, and the sweet thing was when she started talking, like realizing that she had a village, that she had people, she was able to kind of list to Sunny, all the people that were there to help her kind of get out of everything. And so I feel like she's really taking it to heart and she's really trying to connect with her village and extended family. Oh, yes. And, and also, I think she just wants to be included. She's like, okay, guys, so, like, <laughs> you pulled me out. You know, you're my village. I I, I really want to be connected to you guys. So can you guys, like, include me? <laughs> she, like, she wasn't really included before. And I just feel like she just wants to be included. I think she wants them to, like, again, she's, she's fighting and she's trying to show that she's getting stronger. And I think being left out being in the dark is sort of a reflection of weakness like if people constantly feel the need to protect you they feel like you can't handle things so I think she she wants to show them I can handle things so please tell me things and involve me like stop hiding things from me I'm not gonna break I know we want to talk about the baby stuff a little bit more and get a little deeper into it but there was that scene with Christina and Sunny and her saying pretty much that like dad I love you but I don't want you to help me and protect me and then he was like listing off things like you don't want a car you don't want me to buy you a that house. was you know, oh I my god I'm like you are so freaking cute like I can't handle it like their relationship their dynamic is everything meanwhile like Alexis is in therapy going like why did she <laughs> why? tell a secret about me so anyways so I just find that whole like like that whole contrast is hilarious so the thing is okay so she's talking to Sunny she realizes she has a village and I really loved seeing everybody in action because like we said it's a weird crowd Julian Lucas and and Carly by the way right before we talk about Shiloh so so can you explain this connection to me so she (laughs) she mentions to Lucas I haven't seen my nephew how is it her nephew? Wait, who said that? Christina? Christina. She said, like, I haven't gotten to, I gotten to see him. I'm pretty sure she said the word nephew. She talked about wanting to babysit. And I mean, technically they were family oh temporarily because her mom was married to Julian. But I. Her mom was married to Julian. Yes. Yes. Okay. That so, could be the connection because I'm like going through the mental checklist of weird family connections. But I mean, there's the also, but there's also the fact that like, it's Carly's brother and right. it's also Michael's that I don't know they're all really connected but, but whether there's a real connection or not I like the <laughs> fact that she thinks of Wiley as her nephew like I like the fact that she's really taking these extended connections and people in her life like really seriously I just thought it was really sweet but I also was kind of like what is the legitimate <laughs> like connection to this baby that I'm guessing she sees Lucas possibly as like a brother and family I think so yes I think it's a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B 
Okay, sounds good. So freaking Shiloh walks in. Oh, my God. That's how I feel, too. He he has a nerve. Like, the guy, oh, my God. He has a nerve to have a Charlie (laughs) that I loved. Because I was worried that, that, that Christina would have to, like, talk to him longer like I was worried that it's one of those things where everyone turns their back for a minute <laughs> like <laughs> and a lot of bad things go down but like I love that Julian stepped up and I feel like doesn't that show you something like I don't know I just felt like to Carly for instance like even to Sunny like Julian will protect Christina like aside from the, the Alexis connection the point mm-hmm. is he cares about her they've developed their own relationship that's a complete aside from Alexis and so the, like the way Julian stepped up to protect her I love that Carly like physically removed her from the situation protected her and if you watch the scenes you see kind of Lucas I mean I'm just bringing him up because he's super hot and attractive yeah, more so when he's angry <laughs> and he like kind of puts his arm and grabs Christina too like I love seeing them protect her in that way and I I, I loved that Julian <laughs> stepped up also. <laughs> okay, there was a lot of stepping up this week that made me feel exactly as the voice you used. So, in particular, <laughs> yes, Julian. And I'm, like, getting, like, nervous. <laughs> I don't know if I can turn red, but I feel like I think you can. Really I think you can. Oh, lady. No. Um, so, you know, and I think that Chris to Carly, too, like you said, he could have, Julian handled that very well because he could have threatened his life. He could have physically thrown him out. Instead, he just refused to serve him and asked him to leave in a very stern voice with a cute face. Yeah. So, like, that in itself, and I'm sorry, he, what, is, what was Shiloh's rebuttal? I wanted to smack him. He was like, I can, what is the, um, I'm going to sue you. It's like, no, every business has the right to refuse somebody Yeah, yeah, yeah. From coming like, in. You, you have no legal grounds for kicking me out. I'm like, uh, every place can kick you out if they want to. <laughs> like, most places say we reserve the right to refuse service because right? you're a douche and, like, a cult leader. Like, this is... Anyways, but the thing is, it didn't work because he did stay order a coffee from another waitress, which is where he bumped into Sam. So the thing is, everyone is slowly discovering that he's free. I know. And it is, you see everybody's face just, I mean, we know the, how do you say, like, everybody who gets arrested oh, never really stays arrested or behind bars. Right. So yep. part of me is like, okay, why are you surprised? And the other part is like, yes, it's crushing because he's a really disgusting person. Yeah, absolutely. So... Sam was sort of like the next oh, person. Oh, that scene to... was unreal. I mean, at least she was prepared. Like, she got the heads up. All I can really say is, like, she held her own. And he continued to be very disgusting. Like, he when was. He, like, when he started going, like, he was talking as if he had a real relationship with her. Because, like, I mean, mm. you would only say something like, oh, was she like this with you? You always say that kind of crap when you know, you've been with her and you're pissed off and she might have been with someone else, but she was never, like, with you. And I just think it's, like, a dumb question to to ask. Like, does she lie so good to you? No. Like, you're going to hear an answer you don't want to hear. She doesn't lie to him. You were a target. You were a con. You are no better than your father. She conned you. Oh, my God. It was just, and it's still, like, not sinking in for him. But what really threw me and lets me see that he's, like, um, he's losing it. Like, he's he's ever slowly, like, we saw with his relationship with Sam. Yes, he's enamored with her. But everything starts to unravel with the choices that he's making and the way that he's going about it. So when he went out to grab her arm, and that's when Jason walked in. Like, he's in a public place. He's in Charlie. So Julian is there. 
you know, like in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm glad that that Jason sort of showed up when he did. I don't know what you think about this. Like, because like we feel very pro Julian right now and I believe he has changed. Part of me did kind of want him to step up for Sam as well. Same. I wish he wasn't in the back doing whatever he does when he's in the back because that would have contributed to mending their relationship. I, I think so. That. And I mean, I, I kind of get it. Like the scene was meant to kind of like shove the con into Shiloh's face by having Jason be the one there. But his spiral into delusion and we'll approach the other part of the story after, but it really feeds into, I can't remember if it was you or a, one of our uh, comments from the people who listen that he's gearing up for kidnapping because he's just lost it so much. Yeah. He, like, honestly, if things don't go his way and he has nothing to lose, yeah, and he knows and he thinks that it's Wiley, yeah, like, I I wouldn't be surprised for if something like that were to happen. But, like, I'm just, I just really want to talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the charges were, were dropped. And so, like, I just want to, like, share some of our comments. And we actually have some comments that are really informative that kind of help us understand what happened here. So I'm going to start with Patty B. 068. So really, they wouldn't just drop charges until they investigate Harmony. Harmony wasn't even in Port Charles and Sam was drugged. That's sort of what I was thinking. Um, right? Shiloh mixed it himself. So, so that fact that really stuck out for me because I'm like, I'm sure there's a way to prove that Harmony wasn't even in Port Charles when this occurred. Exactly. One, love our listeners. <laughs> Great comment. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, how easy is it to just figure out her whereabouts? They, they claim. They claim that they... Well, no. Actually, it was today. It was explained today when Margot said um, there was no way to disprove. And I'm like, what she's saying, really? Like, I guess you didn't have to prove what <laughs> she, was, she was saying. But then, some, but then some other people were like, Sweet Mall 30 said, seriously, Harmony would have been um, charged as co-conspirator and accessory and so many other charges. That's what I thought. I thought she was just sort of getting herself in trouble. I was just like, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so let's say Shiloh didn't drug the tea. Is the concept, and I posted this, is the idea that if he believes that she had chamomile tea, that implied consent and he gets to force himself (laughs) on her because in his mind, he's like, you had chamomile tea. Like, that's the part that I don't understand because they still have the recording. And and I felt like, wasn't he, like, he had way other charges. Like, they wouldn't stop um, sort of accentuating that last week by saying, yeah, you're arrested for these things, but you have so many additional charges. So we're going to have to wait and see about him getting justice. But Sexy Keith 516 says, I can't wait until Shiloh gets his and Drew recovers his memory because I think that might be the thing that, I'm going to say temporarily neutralizes Shiloh because I don't know if, if, if as the, if as time goes on, if this is going to be somebody that they want to keep, like just a villain, we always need a villain. And so I feel like if anything is going to neutralize them for an extended period of time, whatever that means, it might be the stuff related to Drew. But as for these, this, this information. Okay. So, so listen to this. So SC Hona went to, the JH convention last weekend and she asked if they had experts to consult for accuracy so lawyers doctors psychologists and they said no they have to do the research all on their own 
So wow. legal details would never be solid unless the writers knew a lawyer. And then added to this, Liz Wood, 52687506, said, they don't get paid that much for long hours they put in, let alone have a specialist to consult with. Dan and Alexis are the best they can get. That's really funny. Okay, so, so they're pretend lawyers are the best that they can get. That's really interesting information. So like they're these writers are literally doing all the research that's a lot of research so i mean i I guess we can't be surprised when things aren't accurate but at the same time it is a soap opera so it can be accurate otherwise the majority of them would be in jail and like we'd be having a whole other show each day (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but i i have to admit like i'm like it just it, it doesn't like whatever it doesn't make sense the whole Harmony says she drugged people, but I, just, I like you have a recording of somebody saying no. Because that's the thing, like one of the cops said, oh, well, without the drugging, it becomes like a he said, she said sort of thing. And I'm like, mm. yeah, but it's on recording of somebody saying no and him sort of being like, I don't care. So that's where I'm like, huh? So, so yeah, I don't it's know. all very sketchy and it's very irritating that all of a sudden, she, but we knew that, that the story had to kind of flow this way that they were going to probably keep him for the summer because Riley's story has to come out that he is not their child there has to be DNA test so they had to kind of spin a web until it all comes to a conclusion (laughs) for sure and and another important conversation in terms of like people finding out that he got out of jail so how did you feel about Chase showing up to kind of warn Sonny (laughs) Jason not to kill him Oh, yeah. I love that lately people have been using the word disappearing him very often. Carly used it. Chase used it. <laughs> I, thought, I think it's quite funny that it's integrated into everybody's like everyday talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of like that Shiloh. It's not Shiloh. Sorry. Chase. Um, because we said he's so on the straight and narrow yet, you know, like he's friends with Michael. He knows who Michael's associated with. He goes to warn Sonny in so many words, but really that's what he's doing. So I think it's really, really interesting that he's looking I, out for the somewhat bad good guys. But I really felt in that interaction, because we're in a like minus Dante kind of a world, I felt like Chase was playing the role of Dante in that conversation. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh. No wonder it felt so like warm and it was very familiar. It was familiar. And I mean, what was familiar was how Jason got super angry and wanted to kill Shiloh. And that conversation with Sonny, I was like, whoa, because we're used to seeing him so level-headed. So have it, to see like that intense emotion coming out of him, I was like, mm, we haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And it's, it was kind of good. It was, always, it was like, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I see what I did the there. <laughs> I, I forget, like, people are going to hear this. <laughs> that it's really not just me and you, because we could escalate this, but I will not be that person that I usually oh, don't, am. Don't, and don't, I will... don't. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, what I was actually going to say was that we do see a different side to, to Jason, like a warm and fuzzy part, yeah. a very emotional part. So I almost, not that I forgot, but it was just like in the background a little bit that yes, he is this very forceful, angry person with lots of emotions and solves things a very specific way. Yeah. And when he like got he's a angry, killer. I was just I like, actually, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, re- like, to be honest, like it's easy to forget you, because we haven't like seen him murder anybody in a while. So in that moment, I kind of remembered. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a he's a killer. All right. Like, it was just a really weird, like, you're hit with that fact because it's really easy to ignore and see him as a hero. 
that kills people. Well, like, people. we look at Sonny, like, <laughs> well, yeah, because he's just, like, he's killing the right bad guys. He's not just going around randomly killing people. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, it's justified, but what I thought was super sweet was, okay, this is sweet only if you're a fan, and I had, like, posted something about this this week, but the idea that Sonny putting off the murder was, like, so sweet. <laughs> Because he did it. Because, like, you know, him putting it off, he did it for Christina. And but that's it's huge so for him to show oh. self-restraint for his kids. Because to him, it was always something so separate from his family. And mm-hmm. there have been times where, like, some people have pleaded for him not to do things. Or family members have pleaded with him not to do things. And he's never not, like, he's not really conformed. You know what I mean? Like, his business was his business. And he kind of just did what he did and I didn't feel like he was very malleable when it came to that so the fact that he put a hold on it for Christina I thought was I'm like wow that's gross <laughs> it nobody really was and it just um and I think that'll prove to Christina too that what she says has value because she basically said to her dad like nope no blood on my head thank you very much I appreciate your help but I rather him live Oh, that's a really cool point because I'm pretty sure Christina, you know, sees that Michael is that important person for Sunny. And you're right. If she sees that Shiloh lives, she'll see that she is just as important and just as influential over her dad. And that might make her feel a little bit more important and part of the family and like an equal in the way that I know she sees that Michael is with with Sunny. So some other people in terms of those scenes with Sunny and Christina. So Lamont underscore A said, yep, showing that restraint is the ultimate show of love, which is very, <laughs> very true. And I had to include this one just because of like everything about that new set, I will say. But Loon Tunes wrote, obsessed with that kitchen. So like we're posting about Sunny and Christina. And then she's just like, that kitchen. And it's like that is literally how I feel when I'm watching those scenes. I'm like, that is that's quite a kitchen. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that uh, we're still talking about the kitchen because it's so true. It is quite lovely. It, it is really amazing. So we talked earlier about like how Carly went to um like talked about how like Julian being involved is a bad idea. So when Julian mm. was alone with Brad, Sunny shows up. Oh God. Um. So again, I just briefly his his argument again. I didn't get it because he was like, well, if it was my son and my grandson, which it is, which freaked out Brad. Um, <laughs> I would I would sort of do anything. So I'm like, so I'm like, so Sunny being more reasonable, understanding why Julian would be so devoted to this issue he didn't seem to be and Julian wanted to work with him so just a little disappointed there same like I said like when when was it when Ava went to go see Carly and Sunny last week that they we hoped that there would be a gentler approach and an understanding like the Jerome's are really kind of trying here they are really trying and basically everybody is showing them that it really doesn't matter what you do exactly if you're pegged into that hole of being that person and that uh, you play that role in that town, you constantly do. And the funny thing is, is because... The technical term, as you use a lot, is town pariah. <laughs> yes, I love it. And there's just something about it. It rolls off the tongue. I don't know. But I think that it's interesting because Christina explained how she felt that way for a really long time, being put in this yeah. very specific role. And now she's trying to change. And then there's Julie. Like, it's just, it's a funny dynamic, you know? Like, one's accepted, one's not, one's doing really good, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, and just a little contrast and insight yeah. into my brain. <laughs> yeah. 
you can edit that out. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the for the insight into your brain. Um, so I'm gonna hop out. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so other, so other, I don't know. I do. You, do you think that maybe Brad should just tell Jillian about Nell because, like, it's getting out of control. Like Nell's well, a problem. <laughs> well, especially that you know she saw him and that she's like, I'm gonna have early release and all this like she thinks she's normal and gonna integrate into normal life and be involved in Wiley's life. Like, yes, now is the time, Brad. Now is the time to scream. <laughs> but I like t- I'm sorry, she sort of alluded to this before, and I'm just like, you made a deal with the devil. Like, what did you think <laughs> was gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like you were living on borrowed time the the moment you made a deal with Nell. And so I I don't know. I mean, what? how do you think Julian would react if he found out who the birth mother was? I think he'd panic a little bit because the fact is, if it's Nell, it's Michael, it's related to Sonny. There's all this, you know, history between them. I think that would, he's doing everything on the up and up. So it wouldn't change his approach. I just think there would be a little bit of panic. Like we need to reassess and figure this out because this is far bigger than I had anticipated. Oh my God. He'll probably be like, Brad, you're the freaking worst. Like I can't right? believe my, my son is married to you. Like this is, <laughs> this is real bad. Like this is real bad. <laughs> But even just backing up a minute, okay, so we just started talking about Nell. What did you think about that scene when Ryan, when Ryan meets Nell? What, what did you, oh, okay, what did you so, think about that jolly interaction? So part of me was super freaked out, and then another part of me was like, my favorite crazies are together. Yay! Right? Because, <laughs> right? like, don't you find, like, their love for the characters is very context-specific? And in that moment, it was kind of like, woo! really cool these villains getting together because it's not like they have any other friends but at the <laughs> same time I was just sort of like oh no like oh, what yeah, is gonna like, happen holy... I got a little scared yes and then I totally forgot about the kidney thing and then he just kind of got invigorated with that and I was like holy effing holy moly lots of explicits stuff's gonna go down oh yeah so like big underscore KLW said when I saw them immediately I thought OMG, what are these two cooking up? So I kind of like felt the same way. And other people's reaction to seeing Nell for the first time was E-Tank17 says, nice see that Nell has time to get a Manny while locked away. Pentonville can't be that bad. So she noticed her manicure. I, I have to say this. Um, h- how are they interacting? Like, is it like a... Well, yes, a co-ed. <laughs> like a prison? <laughs> Uh, anyway that kind of yeah because at the end of the episode like like harmony gets brought to nell's work like to her (laughs) to her like task yeah it was really like it was really so i mean yeah in a way i'm like pentonville can't be that bad but it's just those two talking it was interesting they have ava in common you know they had carly in common but like like, I wonder now, like, if Carly was sort of shoved at Ryan to give them that commonality. I know she was seeing, like, the real Kevin at one point as as the therapist. But, I mean, it's just weird because Carly was brought into the whole Ryan Chamberlain storyline. And we thought she'd have a more significant role in it. But then she didn't. Because she had the, some of the first interactions with him. Like, she discovered this character. So, it's just kind of weird. Huh. Anyways, I just find it, like, a weird connection. Like, did you just do it so they would have something in common? Because, like, I mean, honestly, like... 
whatever. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what I, what I think about that. But either way, they have Carly and Ava in common. So, yes. I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm, I think that they could find a way to cook something up to work together. I guess that all depends on if she tells him exactly what happened, like, with her baby or whatnot. But, like, anyways, when I was seeing them together, aside from, I think it was, like, super hilarious that only in Port Charles will you be like, oh, my God, me too. Someone stole my kidney without my <laughs> consent. Like, only there could that kind of bond oh, yeah. happen. Like, and I had posted about this as well, but I was just sort of, like, like, Nell worked with Ava and then turned on her. Yes. Um, and, like, Ryan is typically working alone. So part of me feels like if these two were to team up, like, I just feel like only one person is going to come out of that alive. Oh, because yeah, these, these two people are so narcissistic. Like, Nell is dangerous. And so is he. And I just don't think that they would think twice to off the other if it was convenient. You know what I mean? So it's really scary. But I just don't think that they would, they're, they're going to survive that collaboration. I almost see like a comedic face-off. Serious okay. comedic face-off between the two. Because he's going to discover, you know, maybe she can soften it. But like she said, she feels that Ava turned on her and she doesn't like Ava. Ryan is super in love with Ava. Then, mm-hmm. you know, there's the whole thread of if he finds out about the baby, is he going to be the one to divulge the secret or is it going to be the DNA test? So I can just see this like very intense slash Ryan hilarious face off. It would be interesting if if like he actually plays a role in outing Nell because there seems to be new avenues. Harmony is now coming into the picture, into the prison. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to know how this whole secret will be completely outed. But in terms of that question, you know, what would happen? And so... Um, some people have some opinions on, let's just say, these two facing off. Lovering dog mom, I'm rooting for Nell because I want the Ryan storyline over with <laughs> once and for all. <laughs> I don't want to tune in 10 to 15 years from now and have another Ryan storyline. To be honest, I think you may have another Ryan storyline. Because, <laughs> because this week, um, when, they, when Jordan was talking with Curtis, and saying something about her kidney. And then Curtis was all, well, it's not like he's going to get it back. And then I was like, oh, my God, he's going to come back for his kidney. <laughs> like, so, I mean, it's very possible because he has a reason to go after a lot of people. Like, I don't oh know gosh. who the group of people he has in his head. He obviously has some. And yes. we found out who those people were this week. But, like, that I kind of do think that his story can be left open. And then we also have from on Twitter, um, Aunt DeFazio said, if one of them is going down, my money is on Nell surviving. So it's funny. Two people Ooh. kind of rooting for Nell over Ryan. Because I, I don't know. That girl is crazy. <laughs> like I just, so, She's so crazy that I can kind of understand that, that leaning. I was sort of leaning towards her too. But I also have a thought bomb for you. Ooh. Are you ready? Ready. So this is from At the Pretty Pixie. She says, Nell will become Ryan's protege. She is as twisted as he, and she will be the perfect way to ensure his legacy of vengeance when he does eventually die. Nell will be the Ryan of the next generation, his perfect creation, a living monument to his narcissism, his daughter of death. <gasps> I have serious goosebumps right now. It is not cool. <laughs> I really feel good. like <laughs> I really feel like Jade should like use these words, like these exact words in wow. the scene with these two. I think would be phenomenal. Isn't that insane? Yes, like I can picture like a black and white, somewhat slow motion, a time jump, and the narration. Again, I'm hypothesizing that like they might go against each other, but then this is an interesting opposing theory that 
they'll actually bond. So she's proposing that she'll be like sort of like the the extension of Ryan, like this new generation's Ryan. But then someone else, Jeromeo5651 said, is Nell the new Heather Weber? Oh, that's an interesting angle as well. All these really great thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, regardless of what she is, I think if you're comparing you know, a new character like Nell to someone like historic, like Heather Weber and Ryan Chamberlain. She's obviously doing a good job of really like embodying an intense amount of crazy. And she's obviously doing a really good job (laughs) if we're making these kinds of, of comparisons. Oh, I agree. It took the words right out of my mouth. I definitely, when I saw her, like I said, like I got excited for some, like, no, back. Like, I oh, was man, excited. I, <laughs> I am excited. I just kind of like, I'm like, can you lay off Carly? Like, is she, like, I like yeah. her because I like her crazy because I think she's an excellent villain. And somebody was saying, I don't know who said it, but like, um, if you're playing a villain and nobody dislikes you, then you're not doing a very good job. But I'm just so scared of what she will do to the other character. I, I, you know what? Like, a, and also like another thought that popped into my head is that she doesn't know that Carly is pregnant. Like that really scares me that when she finds out that she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I did not even think about that at all. At <laughs> all. So, okay. What did you think about, Okay, I the conversation between Jordan and Curtis basically was a, a run-through. It was giving us how this whole conspiracy against Ryan took place. So I kind of get that that was also the purpose of that conversation, was to show us yes. and explain to us what happened. I think it was so well done. Did you not die when you saw that Val was implicated? <gasps> yes. I was like, what is happening? Because also when she was standing there with Finn when he was giving him the medication at the jail, mm-hmm. I was like, what is, what is happening? Like she's she going to wrap him out. out. Yes. I was like, what is happening? She's like on the side of the law. She's going to tell Chase. Everything's going to go down in flames. Um, but when the whole story unfolded and how I love Curtis's little face, like, oh, yeah, really? That's a far-fetched story. I like that. that, that. I was just like goosebumps and so sucked into my TV, like so well done. I can't even choose the right words right now, but it was no, it was amazing. It was amazing. Bonnie W108 said it was a crafty and successful plan that worked out. Leave it alone, Jordan. She's speaking exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. You're going to live. Be grateful. And Ryan is locked up at the moment. Who knows for how long though. Um, And so then also, Elise the first was like, I was getting nervous that she would trigger an investigation and get everyone in trouble. Weren't you though? Like with the I way know. she was inquiring, I'm like, so even if your husband wasn't involved, why exactly would you go against these individuals who saved your life? Cause I'm sorry. These are not your typical run of the mill. Oh yeah. My go-to villains. They're not, they're all good people. And to be honest, I don't think these people risked their freedom to punish Ryan. They risked it to save her. And the fact that she can't see that or didn't seem to understand that, I was a little annoyed. I was too, because I didn't know how far she would take it as well. Like when she was talking to Curtis, but when she wrapped it up at the end and said they must have had a ringleader, I knew absolutely she wouldn't do anything moving forward. But it's like when she was talking about talking to Ryan and what's going on and the look on her face, it's like, dude, you have much bigger case files on your desk. You do not need to worry about what happened and how you got your kidney. Just work on your recovery. (laughs) I mean, look, in the words of 18 underscore Debella, this was the best plan ever. And Jordan figured it out. Like, I don't know, apply that brilliance to every other case 
maybe and and things would be really really good <laughs> like I don't know I really don't know what to say here like she figured it all out and I mean look she wasn't gonna press charges like you said she wrapped it up at the end but then I was thinking even though I was worried she was gonna take this further because she reached out to Chase and because she had him look into things and Chase is so not the type to look the other way I realized later that this was just so that we could get the narration so then I was exactly. like okay fine I'm not I'm not angry with you any longer any longer so <laughs> is it just me or this week are you kind of like why isn't Michael a lawyer I love Michael like even ugh, he's not my taste at all but I love him when he's so, angry though I know oh, when he's like, angry <laughs> <laughs> oh I need therapy okay so that join I- Alexis <laughs> Um, hey, you're on the same side as I am, so anyway. Hey, stop it. I'm throwing stones right now. Don't throw them back. <laughs> Catch a release. Catch a release. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yes. Michael should definitely have – He. Oh, he's amazing. He's a CEO. He obviously has the potential to be a fantastic lawyer. He also has the potential to be a mob guy. Um, he has the yeah. potential to be a hit man. Like, he's just a jack of all trades. He is. And for now, I kind of like Diane being Sonny's lawyer. But I mean, I guess I always thought that like Michael would have turned out to be like the lawyer. So the good guy. And I thought that Morgan would be like the mob guy or maybe Christina. True. So, so I don't, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so you're <laughs> right. He's, he's a good businessman, but he was really supporting Willow this week. He's also psychic. I mean, he, he knows so much. So like, because he knew right away when that stranger walked up to Willow, that she yes. was being served. Like, he knew before the woman even said it. Okay, so that scene when he stood and, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar type person. But when Willow was standing there and Michael stood in front of her when Shiloh was just standing there, I was like, oh, dear Lord. You know what I was thinking? <laughs> like, but- Willow is getting stronger. She's clearly not able to be psychologically manipulated by Shiloh anymore of course she gets shaken or upset as would anybody like want to vomit after interacting with him but I kind of wish that before any of this wraps up that she can get to a place where she can physically assert her dominance with him because he can't manipulate her but more than once he feels the freaking liberty to grab her and 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 physically intimidate her and I mean she did take that kickboxing class with Chase and I feel like the moment she can kind of hold her own in front of him and maybe actually, like, physically take him, I think that would be an amazing moment for, for Willow to not only survive him psychologically, but to be able to kind of go toe-to-toe with him on that level when he tries to intimidate her physically to push right back. Do you remember that movie with J-Lo where she, like, trained forever and then she yeah. kicked the crap out of that guy? Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. That would be amazing because you know what happened? This week, Shiloh, well, the actor, went live on Instagram and started going like, if I have to die, I'm not saying I'm going to. I want one of the girls to do it. He even suggested, it was even Brad, like, if somebody were to kill me, I would want it to be somebody unlikely, somebody cool. Like, I'd want to go out in a really awesome way. But I'm kind of like, I would like it if Willow did it. And maybe that's the moment Chase will start bending the rules and be like, I don't want you to go to jail for murder. <gasps> oh. Oh. That would mind be mind blown. Happy to blow your mind. 
Okay, so there was that scene, one of my notable scenes, where Willow's in the classroom. Once again, her classroom mm. is a revolving darn door. They really got to make use of that set. They're like, we gave this character, this new <laughs> character, an entire set to herself. We're going to use and abuse it. Well, I definitely feel that way because Diane goes there and they're literally saying every single detail of the story. And as they're speaking, I have so much anxiety because I'm like, Shiloh could be right outside the door and those doors are thin. Harmony could be right outside the door. Anybody could walk in at any moment and hear a crucial part of the conversation. And then when she was in the room with Chase and they had the baby bracelet, I was just on edge every yeah. single time Wiley's name was mentioned. Like I couldn't even handle it. So like my panic star of the week goes to baby switch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And the, the thing it's, you bring up like the whole bracelet. So it was really interesting how she had that conversation about her dad. So, Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about so, that. Yeah. So like how her dad passed, I'm not sure we really know the whole story behind his passing, but what I thought was really interesting is they juxtaposed that conversation about her father. So we don't know a lot about Willow's history. So there's that. And then they go to a scene where Alexis brings up the therapist, daughter and wife. Like, I don't think Willow is his daughter, but I just found it weird that they place those stories side by side that I'm like, are they connected in in some shape or form? Do you remember when they were talking about the the guy who was either killed, committed suicide, overdose? And then Neil had also worked with somebody from a cult. So, like, my theory is... Um, yeah, it's my theory. <laughs> self? Self, is this my theory? <laughs> it's Friday. Okay, so that Neil worked with that gentleman, which is Willow's dad, and that he couldn't help him, and then he ended up dying because he was, like, drugged or killed <gasps> by one of John a day. So, so I do believe that the stories are intertwined, just not in the way that we initially hoped. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense to me because I feel like there is a reason that they were kind of put like that side by side. And there is something (laughs) about Alexis. I just thought that it was really funny that she brought up this concept. Is that why Christina chose her is that she's so ethically challenged? And I'm like, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I just think it's a product of your hot and cold relationship. And yeah, you being really inconsistent on what's right or wrong makes you really inconsistent, which makes you very hypocritical for most of the time. And so, yeah, I think it's very chaotic for someone like Christina, who's already chaotic. Well, exactly. And I think it was Alexis used the term that she's morally flexible, whereas you said earlier, Sonny is very consistent with who he is and how he approaches things. Whereas Alexis, you don't know if you're winning or losing. You don't know if she's going to judge you or not. If she's going to get on her high horse or get off of it. So it's very conflicting constantly. And she's looking for a battle and will get defensive. So how are you supposed to interact with somebody like that who, on top of it all, is your mother? Yeah, I think ultimately what drives Alexis is trying to be right. (laughs) so you know what I mean that's why I think she's so morally inflexible is that she will bend her world so that she can be right true real fast before we get to talking about Jax I'm I'm just like Harmony is obviously gonna just stay in jail and a party (laughs) was like you numb nut did you think you were like fake confessing like I don't understand like this guy literally is like I can't get you a lawyer because I want to deal with my own stuff the only leverage she had was not signing the thing for the offshore account and then she signs it and, then, and, well, and even though her whole face is like oh, I don't trust you you're gonna leave me in here it's like hello he he won't get you a lawyer he's gonna use that money to get himself a lawyer 
for something else. How are you going to raise the baby with him if he's not getting you a lawyer? From what I understand, you have no way of defending yourself. Well, that's the thing. She gave away the goods before she got what she wanted. It's like, this is how the scene went down in my head. Do you pinky swear to let me out of jail? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he crossed his fingers behind his back. And then he walked out of the room and got what he wanted. Like, it was so it bizarre. It was so, <laughs> so bad. It was uh, whatever. I mean, look. To be honest, I was kind of confused when Willow went to go see her today. I only understood it at the end because she was pleading with, because she was, she was acting like she was trying to save her mom, like let's be mm-hmm. mother and daughter. But then I realized it was really just to get her mom to, to rat on Shiloh because if Shiloh's in jail, then she wouldn't really have a problem any longer. So I kind but of when, finally understood that. When that scene happened, something Ava said, or I think it was, yeah, it was Ava that said this um, earlier in the week that was really stuck out to me. So she said to Nina, because Nina was trying to convince her to do the cover, she told her that you're really good at shaping a narrative. And that's exactly the line that popped out at me when Willow was speaking to Harmony. She was doing what she needed to do to get the end result she wanted. Yeah. Shaping her yes. narrative. Yeah, that yes. makes a lot of sense. So Jax was just pretty awesome. This week, you know what really bugged me? So he starts off this week with um, Bobby, and then Bobby warns him to keep his cool with Sonny. And once again, I'm like, I'm sorry, like, he's clearly devious in business, which we get to see as the week progresses. But again, like, what is he going to do to Sonny? Well, it's like, I feel the same way how people are approaching Julian, they're approaching Jax, like, it's like they're approaching them as their old selves and not the current character that's there. And like you said, what is Jax going to really do? What has he even done in the past that could even push Sunny. Sunny's the one who pushes Jax. Exactly. So anyway, so he kind of like is really getting, like being really hands-on with everything in Crimson. And so Nina's trying to get Ava. And that was an interesting conversation that they had. I think it was probably the most genuine conversation I've I've ever seen between Nina and Ava when she went to go get her at, when she went went to go try to convince her at Charlie's. (laughs) I don't know. I, I just... So there, there's that. So she kind of convinces her. And then, like, I have these moments where I'm like, I don't feel that Ava is all that shallow or <laughs> the things that you're saying. But then she does things where I'm like, okay, well, then maybe people do know how to get to her because she shows up at Crimson playing games. Yes. And later, she was basically convinced to do it because it would piss off Carly. I know, Jax's little puppet knew exactly what would trigger her. I he, know! It was crazy. The, the funny thing was, I liked that he defended Connie because he's made a point of saying she was my friend. And the fact that he didn't shy away from bringing the fact up that she shot Connie. Love Nina in the background re- reacting to this. I'm like, yes. you didn't know? <laughs> that the the editor like she's like she's famous like this would have been everywhere but connie was killed right there in her office so like nina was just amazing in in those scenes and like like to being a beat like the fact that nina was on ava's side kind of like trying to be all like girl power (laughs) i was just like this is freaking hilarious i don't know what to think about this so like clearly Jax has his own plan he roped carly in to kind of convince her so it it did convince Ava and KW a media said karma is going to hit Nina and Jax when they least expect it for trying to exploit Ava's story and I think it's weird that they still think she's superficial all about my looks kind of a woman like what do you think about that uh, I don't think karma's gonna bite those two I just think that she can get angry though I... wouldn't she like I mean I don't know if it's like if it's, they're gonna because that's the thing she doesn't want to be slandered Right. 
I think she might be angry, but I don't know, like, will she be able to see that her answers might speak to people differently? I don't know. Because he's right. She can't tell the story without explaining that Kiki had been with two of her ex-boyfriends. I know, but Ava's so self-involved, she might read into the response of this in a whole different light than what it actually means. So, so you don't, I don't think really she'll... Know. So you don't think she'll... She may not see Nina and Jax as the enemy. Exactly. She might, well, you know... I think they might keep that story in the back pocket. Like, I don't see at this moment in time all the battles she has to fight that that's an important one for her at this point in time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that's going to go down, but it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a brief win, I guess, in the context of, like, Carly's world and Jax's world and the fact that he loved Connie and loved Morgan. So I think for them, it's sort of like a little bit of a win. And obviously for the magazine, too, for, for Nina. But what I loved a lot about the conversation he had with Carly is that Carly threw in... Why don't you just let Maxie run the place? And I was actually <gasps> thinking that the week before because yes! Maxie is well connected in the city. You know, like if this girl ever got into trouble, she has connections left, right, and center of people that would mm-hmm. line up to kind of help her. But she's never been rich. You know, she's been that yeah. girl who loves fashion. She has a baby. She has babies. And she mm-hmm. likes expensive things. And I just think it would be so interesting to watch her climb and to watch her in a powerful position because I wonder what that would change how that would change her character to then have this powerful position have the money to come with it to live the Uh lifestyle she's kind of always wanted and to be the one to provide that for herself and for her kids so I think that would be so interesting because like I mean she's already connected to the elite in Port Charles she just doesn't happen to be one of the rich ones it allows um, Maxie to be potentially a future contender for Michael because we had talked about that a couple of weeks back so it just allows for so many very cool openings I would be excited if something like that were to happen but but about like Nita really fast I have this one comment that I definitely want to get in so Maria Teresa Biblioteca says this why oh why is Nina the only person in PC who pronounces Ava's last name in such an obnoxious way (laughs) not even Ava pronounces it that way and it's her name it is super annoying and maybe an acting choice but oh why (laughs) I thought that was super funny it is super funny, and I had a super hilarious Nina moment, too, this week, when Nina and Ava were already in the office, and Jax is walking in, and she extended her arm to kind of introduce Jax, but she didn't say anything. She just extended her arm and had this silly, goofy look on her face, and I could not stop giggling. I didn't even notice that, but you know she's a fool around him, so that totally <laughs> yeah. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I loved it. Okay, so I have another comment, because... This may be the only person who hasn't forgotten about Kim and Drew, so knitting the blues, (laughs) says, Billy Miller absolutely killed it when Kim was hallucinating and talking about Drew and the lost possibility of having a family. He He said so much with subtle expressions. Like, he had a lot going on this week. You know, he was supporting Kim and, like, simultaneously even supporting, like, Joss from really far away because she started to text, text Oscar. Um... So that was really, really interesting. And she also asks us, do you think, so yes, I think Billy Miller did an amazing job. He had a lot to kind of hold for a lot of people um, this week. But do you think Kim is pregnant? Well, when she put her hand on her stomach, I was like, OMG, maybe this, yeah, maybe. Because I didn't know if it was I'm pregnant now (laughs) or because she said, wouldn't that be nice? So it's kind of like, are we saying she's going to have a baby, which leaves it open? Is it Julian or is it Drew's? Right. Or are you already pregnant, which it would be Julian's. 
Exactly. Unless, so unless there was some secret <laughs> sex. The secret sex on the mountain. And that's, so it was like, is it an altitude? Is it like hormones? Like, why did she pass out? Why did she... Oh, 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 well, right now they think it's altitude sickness. So I don't know. It was really because the way she said it, wouldn't this be nice? So it sounded like a hope as opposed to I am currently pregnant. But again, I don't really know because she's all like delusional and a little cray cray right now. Exactly. So speaking of Oscar, Joss, like we said, was texting. I loved her interaction with Maxie. And, and you know, and first of all, I like it when any characters interact more than they should. And I was like, oh, you're interacting with your future sister-in-law, maybe. Because no. everybody is Michael's future <laughs> sister-in-law. Right. <maybe. laughs> Um, but I realized, you know, Maxie with her loss could obviously really kind of get where Joss is coming from. So she went to see Lucy today and Lucy really just tried to assure her that ultimately, you know, he wants you to move on. But what kind of creeped me out was that when she was left to her own devices, she went online um, and I think she was on something possibly about seances. What really freaked me out was a website she was reading and the fact that she said those words that death is just the beginning of the journey. And she seemed like she was contemplating, like, I don't know what she's willing to do to feel a closest to Oscar. Like, I don't know if she's willing to hurt her. I, I don't. I don't know what crazy steps she's willing to take. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Same, but I'm hoping she'll take it as a positive turn to do something. I know there's that park um, from Ned, but maybe there are other ways to just, you know, something about the school. To feel close. About, yes. So something about, you know, a scholarship honoring um, Oscar so they can talk about him every year in a very wonderful way or, you know, something know. along those lines to keep I, him I, alive. Quote unquote. I get that, but I don't think she's in that place right now. Like, oh, I think she's I in this know. desperate place to feel him. So I don't know what this means for her in the next little bit. This this may be because everybody else has such busy things going on. Yes, they're, they're keeping an eye on Joss, but maybe this is where Cameron maybe gets a little bit more involved. Oh, I like that. To, Ooh, to support yes. her because things might get out of hand in a way that just remains in the teenage realm possibly so from a very sad note to a really exciting one so Michael was also there to do business he had crossed Joss at, at Kelly's and so I didn't know if he bought like Margot's place or not and then I realized he bought Shiloh's house how freaking like I thought it was so awesome I'm like Michael you're just you go about things just like the perfect way and this is absolutely incredible but what do you think about Shiloh with the whole lease situation like at least get me broken like what's your issue <laughs> like one I cackled like an evil witch when I heard Michael <laughs> buy the place I thought it was amazing but I don't understand Shiloh like the guy like I, I guess this is what everyone's alluding to because Jason said it you're saying it now the concept that he's really losing it because he's acting like he's so untouchable like he's like well you can't break the lease and he's like well you don't have a lease with me and he's telling him he's giving he's handing over the house to this shelter that he does work with that elq does work with and and basically he looks at his phone and realizes that like the transfer that harmony signed went through and he has fifty thousand dollars and that suddenly somehow makes him cocky about his lease going like good luck breaking that lease it won't be hard like I don't know, like, the, like again, maybe this goes goes into what you're saying, the desperation and what will Shiloh eventually do. But yeah, I think that was just an amazing scene. And it's just one way you can take a jab at Shiloh and just start, you know, plucking away at him bit by bit. Because as the DA highlighted, as Jason highlighted, as Sam highlighted, you know, this has been in the news media coverage. People have left DOD and people are coming forward about the trust. Exactly. So I'm, I'm hoping this is just another step in people seeing him as a fraudulent person and helping the case as well. And do you think that DA redeemed herself by looking to Jason for help? Because, you know, she, we were on her side, then she let Shiloh go, and we were like, what are you doing? 
And now today she comes to Jason and kind of hands him some info and a direction. I know it's like, we never had this conversation, move forward and go, you know, fix the things that we cannot fix. I liked it. See, and, and that's what happened with Shiloh when she was in that room and that strong yay with her instinct and her voice and everything stood up to him. And now she's connecting with Jason. Like, this is the character that I hoped to see earlier on. Yeah. At least they're giving her a respectable goodbye. But I just think it sucks that, like, the character only is becoming more relatable now, I guess. I don't know if the word relatable is right or maybe likable. But the fact that she just looked at him and goes, this works for us. I was like, wow. You're calling you and Jason and us. That's crazy. So, I mean, I guess maybe she's more relaxed. She quit her job. She doesn't really have rules to abide by right now. True. And the gray area seems to be the place to operate because she doesn't think an actual police officer can crack the case, which is why she went <laughs> to to Jason, which I think is, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's cool. Like I said, it's at least they're giving her like a decent... Um, a decent send off. Well, that was another thing I was giggling about that we all know that they don't solve any crimes. Like it's always. I know, I, I know, and I guess people passing through are, are realizing that as well. So that's a wrap for us this week. Have a lovely weekend and kiss those babes. I will have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye.